Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you what's working now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Welcome to episode 53 of the podcast. I'm calling this the beginning of the new season, being the beginning of the second year of the podcast. If you tuned in last week, that was episode 52, where I celebrated 52 weekly episodes in 12 months. It was a huge milestone. So if you haven't listened to that episode, skip back one, give it a listen. So I'm calling this episode the beginning of season two or the beginning of the new year of our podcast, the second, heading into our second year of the podcast. And to kickstart us off, I wanted to reshare a previous episode from the last 12 months. So many good episodes, but I wanted to bring this one back to you again because this episode is with Linda Sadu. Linda Sadu is a personality expert and she uses the DISC personality profiles to create a quiz for her clients. And her clients use the quiz as a lead generator to grow the email list and grow potential leads into your business. Quizzes are so much fun. And given that in previous episodes in most recent months, you know, I think of our last maybe three or four episodes, we've been talking about leaning into your strengths and creating your business around your strengths and using those strengths to attract clients that are your ideal clients that are joyful for you to work with. So I wanted to bring back Linda's episode. Now you'll have to forgive me because my microphone during this episode was doing all sorts of alien crackling and it wasn't really clear. So luckily Linda does most of the talking in this episode and you'll get a lot of goodness out of it if you just ignore the bad audio for a moment. But when you lean into your strengths, you not only create a business that is fully aligned to what you love doing, but you'll also find that the clients that you attract will complement your personality strengths. 
And when you listen to this episode and you listen to how Linda describes the DISC personalities and how her personality has helped her grow her business and become really clear about her next steps in her business, you'll be able to relate to that and you'll be able to see again in a, in a different way how you can use your strengths and assess your client's strengths to find that perfect match. So not only is a quiz good to attract leads into your business, it's really good to segment your audience. So when people take your quiz, you're going to put them into one of four buckets. And one of those four buckets relates to a personality type based on the DISC assessment profiles. And depending on how you design your quiz, you're going to attract people into one of those buckets more than the others. So creating a quiz that's fun for you is going to attract the right people into your business. And then Linda's story also talks about how she moved from being a done-for-you service provider into being a done-with-you group program facilitator. So this is really good if your agency has really dialed in, it's done for you services, you are you know, fully booked out or you've got a good pipeline of clients and you're consistently delivering services and you're like, okay, what next? What can I add into my agency or into my business to get some leverage and create some leveraged income? without having to go through another growth spurt in your agency. And when I talk about growth spurt, when we're doing done-for-you services, if we want to increase the number of clients that we can manage in a done-for-you environment, that means that we have to grow our team as well. So we've had new team members into the mix if we're going to take on more clients. And yes, your profit margins can grow, so you can get a little bit of scale, but usually it's more growth than it is scale. When you can add leveraged income into your service-based business, then you're going to get more leveraged income. So that's what I loved about this episode as well. You will hear Linda's journey by her adding a group coaching program into her service-based business. So that might be something that, you know, you want to think about because adding a leveraged program into your business means that you don't need to necessarily employ more staff in order to generate more income and therefore scaling. Not the only way to scale, but this is one of the many ways that you could use to scale. And not really, not enough service providers are looking at how they can use leveraged income in their business. So I hope you enjoy the replay of this episode. If you want to reach out to me after the episode or chat to me about anything that come up for you during this episode, then I've got a link in the show notes for you to send me a message, a video message, a voice message, a text message. There's a link there so you can come and chat with me. 
If you're ready to scale your business but you're not sure where to start, you can take my free two-minute quiz to find out your agency owner persona and uncover how you can use your strengths to scale and streamline your business without compromising you and sacrificing your life. You can head over to the show notes for the link. It is sandrajulian.co forward slash quiz. Hey Linda, welcome to the Business Your Way podcast. I've been looking forward to our conversation for a wee while now. So thanks for making the time to join me today. Absolutely. I've been looking forward to this as well. Awesome. Well, I love to start by asking my guests to introduce themselves, who they serve, and what you do to make your moolah. Yeah, so great question. Uh, I absolutely am Linda Sidhu. I create quizzes for online business, business However, coaches. I want to give myself the flexibility and to see what else comes from it. I started this when I first, I created a quiz for my business and it just took off. And I can really correlate Dildy personality the quizzes or even get into my sales aspect and, and understanding. So interesting enough, people, so I you can share your arms sales for 10 years. You and, and my company gave us a lot of support and training on how to understand different personalities. And I really leaned on that heavily because I knew that if I was going into a doctor's office, they knew way more than I could or I did over the products. As a matter of fact, some of them had already had done studies on competing products and my products as well. So I knew I couldn't ask them to use my product if they didn't believe in it, right? So I really leveraged the relationship side of it and tried to build the relationship before I ever tried to sell anything. But when I went to create a quiz for my own business, at the time I was uh, trying to launch a course in email marketing, I created a quiz and it was a personality quiz and I knocked it out of the park. I even had Interact, the quiz platform, reach out to me three months after I created it and asked me what I was doing because the conversion rate was so high and they didn't usually see that with uh, people who've never created quizzes before. And I really attribute it back to my experience and personality work that I did in pharmaceutical sales. And so that's how it all started. And when I realized there was something to the quizzes, Plus, I really enjoyed, you know, the personality aspect of it. That's when I kind of honed in on that. I really, really firmly believe. And so that you, you hadn't seen anyone else do a quiz based on personality. You just sat down and went, I'm just going to leverage what I know about personalities and work out how I put that into a quiz. You didn't model anything to come up with that concept. So I took a course, but in the course, it wasn't necessarily a personality quiz course. It was more just, you know, this is a way of creating a lead magnet. And I really loved the idea of a quiz uh, as a lead magnet. And I knew I wanted to do that. But when it came time to actually create my own quiz, the only thing that made sense in my head was to do it in terms of someone's personality. And uh, that's how I mapped it out. And um, I didn't realize at the time that that was something that was hard for other people to do. Again, I attribute my um, personality work that I did in the pharmaceutical sales with the training with the DISC program, the DISC assessment that made it so easy and effortless for me to complete on my own. And when I created my quiz, I had people reaching out to me, taking the quiz. They loved it. 
interact, reached out to me. I actually uh, had a great conversation with one of the co-founders and he thought it was brilliant that I was able to apply that knowledge, create a personality quiz and have success right off the bat. So the more I realized that this wasn't an easy thing for people to do, that's it gave me kind of like a guidepost to keep going down this road. What was your first quiz? So the typical yes. quiz funnel I work on. Oh, the very the first quiz, quiz I created was a welcome a series like to nurture the new leads. Where then there's some pre-launch seeding uh, emails that go into. We don't even remember the name, but I remember the then results there's a webinar was or maybe a Beyonce challenge, Lady Gaga event, Taylor really Swift off or Adele are opening and the tagline and then something about making it rain like Beyonce and trying to you know trying to test utilize. But it was like what kind of what pop diva email marketing star are you or something like that. But at the time, I I always revert to music, interesting enough, when I try to incorporate something fun into my business. So I added a playlist uh, on the result pages. And I thought it would be fun to have, you know, an artist as one of the results. The quiz is really and just a piece. Yeah, I just, yeah, it, it's I just kind a of way to generate the life of its own in your business. The music so you really can grow your email list because you need to grow your email list well. in order to sell anything, mm-hmm. right? And so let's take a step back even further. So you were in pharmaceutical sales. How did you then decide, ah, I just want to start an online business? Was there a something that triggered that transition into starting a business or had that been something that was simmering in your background for quite a while? My husband and I are originally from the Midwest, but we right after we got engaged, we moved to the West Coast and we lived in San Francisco for a year before we moved up to Seattle, where we're located right now. And what happened was both my husband and I were in sales and in pharmaceutical sales, the Pacific Northwest has a very big territory. I went all the way down to Portland. You know, I had Seattle. So I spent a lot of time outside my home in hotels to serve my territory because it took me about three hours to drive all the way down to Portland. But if you include rush hour, it was just best to stay in a hotel. So every other week I would go down and stay Monday through Wednesday. And when I became pregnant, uh, my husband also traveled a lot. He traveled more than I did. Oftentimes he was in New York. Uh, Sometimes they would have him in California to present. So we don't have family out here. So I actually had the opportunity to stay with my son after he was born. And I don't regret that at all. It was what everyone do after that. My son and he is a big reason why I decided. But in my personal experience, and launch a business have really good from home. So I can they're very intentional and they have soccer practices. And I didn't have to travel anymore. But when Liam went to kindergarten, I knew I wanted something from me. I've always been a leader. I was a top ten sales representative every single year. I was in sales. Uh, I always enjoyed working with people and connecting with people. So I knew that I needed an outlet for myself other than just being a stay-at-home mom. So I took some business courses and uh, decided to put together a course and start with email marketing. And uh, that's when I created the quiz. And then, you know, about a year later, really started to focus on quizzes. And so... What does your business look like now? You're still doing a bit of email marketing or it's just solely done for you services for other businesses? What does that look like in, in what you offer? 
Yeah. So when Liam went to kindergarten, he was only there for a couple months before he came home because that was when the pandemic hit in March 2020. So that was a little unexpected. And to be honest with you, I felt a little trapped because I felt like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able. You know, I'm always all in with things. And when I was a stay-at-home mom, I was all in as a stay-at-home mom. It was hard for me to visualize, you know, how can I have more balance and how can I do something for myself with my child being home with me 24-7. So I did feel a little trapped at the moment. But there was a mantra that I uh, started to think about and I really relied heavily on in 2020, and it was that no one was going to take away my destiny. So I knew that if I had to spend more time with Liam, it was just a blessing and that my destiny would always be there and no one was going to take it away from me. So that gave me um, time to just relax and kind of let go of control and just say, hey, I'm up for whatever, wherever this takes me, right? And I can try to do both, but obviously, you know, my son is definitely the most important thing. So I was actually in a partnership at the time. And a few months into the pandemic, my partner decided that she no longer wanted to be in business together. So it was about October 2020, and we had to take down our website. I lost my email list, all my social media, everything was gone. And it was in a moment, I remember it was, I was sitting on my boat, we were in Seattle, and I just decided if I'm going to do this again, if I'm going to launch another business, because I knew I had it in me and I wanted to do it. However, this time around, I knew what all consisted of it. I knew how much hard work (laughs) it was going to be and that I was going to have to do it by myself. But I decided I was sitting there uh, in Lake Washington, dangling my feet into the water And I just knew that I was going to lean into my strengths. And that was the moment I made the decision just to focus on the top of the funnel and to uh, really go all in with personality work and focusing on personality quizzes and just not necessarily launch a course at that time, but just to start start serving one-on-one clients and doing done-for-you quizzes. And I started doing that for 2021 the beginning of actually the end of 2020. And then about the first six months of 2021 was solely done for you quizzes. And so what this did was Liam was actually still at home. He was still remote learning. It allowed me to uh, charge a little bit more to do the services as a done for you client work. But it also allowed me time to work at night or on the weekends and be able to serve my client and get it done. The other thing it made me realize was it helped me build confidence in my product because I had a client have a $95,000 launch with one of my quizzes. I saw another client have a $65,000 launch. I saw another client who uh, she ended up selling a mini course. All of her social media went down when, during right when the quiz launched, but luckily she had an email list. and. Uh, with that quiz attached to a welcome series that nurtured their audience, her audience, and tied it to her mini course, everything was set up on automation. She too had a $20,000 launch the month of April in 2020, when everything was going haywire with COVID and she had lost her social media. So what I was starting to notice is that, oh my gosh, these quizzes are really the foundation of beautiful launches. And it's just a piece of the pie. 
because of course you have to have the welcome series. You also have to have the nurturing. You have to have the audience that you're trying to build in order to sell something and the no like and trust factor. And a lot of that I have to rely on the business owner, but my part was doing well. Other parts of the funnel might not have done so great in certain cases, but I realized that the quizzes were being knocked out of the park and I felt really confident in that. So that's when I decided I could probably scale this a little bit more. And uh, I hired an online curriculum coach because I did not have the time, you know, with Liam still being at home, (laughs) I did not have the time to put everything I knew into a course. So what I did is I would meet with her every single week. We would meet for an hour and I would tell her everything that was in my head. And then she would put it on a workbook, basically on a Google document and return it back to me. And so I was able to launch the quiz lab fall of 2021, which you were a part of. And I had 14 amazing business owners join me in that group. And they were able to take my strategy take my, what I did one-on-one and turn it into a course, a group coaching program. And we took it in bite-sized pieces. And so far I have almost nine people out of that group that have their quizzes done. Such a great journey from, you know, working one-on-one with people to nailing what that process looked like and then having someone extract it from your head. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I really like how you did that because it is so hard sometimes to take what's in your own head and extract that and put it into some kind of structure. Because when you're so close to the work, you're like, oh, but that might be this or it might be that. Oh, it could be this or it could be that. So then you are providing all these little like forks in the road as you're trying to develop it. But the group experience was really good. And being able to, you know, as a participant, being able to have your knowledge and putting this together and being so hands-on with us was super valuable because there is so much to developing a quiz. There is lots of pieces and lots to think about. And when you are not familiar with the DISC program, there's also that. So I found Like I was having to do the work and allocate time for the work. This wasn't something that I was able to do just with an hour a week, you know, because I really had to dive into the different components in order for it to be successful. But your process, it is like it's really good. And what you teach in that group program gets really good results for your clients. And hence, you've got nine people out of 14 who have completed I'm probably one of the ones who haven't, but I'm so close. Like, no, so you're close. very close. I'm actually counting you in the nine because I okay. expect your quiz to be done. <laughs> and actually, by the time this airs, it's probably already done, right? Yes, so. yes, yes, it will. <laughs> what were any takeaways from you as a service provider going from one-on-one services into a group program? Yeah, you know, that's interesting. I really enjoy working one-on-one with my clients, mainly because when somebody purchases from me, I want to make sure that I deliver the results. So it's integrity is really important to me. If somebody's going to pay me to do something, I know I'm going to not only do it, but I'm going to do it well and I'm going to knock it out of the park. And so I was really worried about a group coaching experience because I didn't want to take people's money 
unless they were going to be able to get their quiz complete. And that was another reason why I actually hired the online curriculum coach was because, and this goes back to leaning into my strengths. So when I was on the boat and I had my feet dangling in the water, I knew that if I was going to launch my own business, I was always going to lean into my strengths from that moment forward. I was never going to do stuff that would hold me back. So tech is not my my friend. And also the whole critical thinking and analyzing and researching, that is not my thing either. So I, I really enjoyed working with uh, the online curriculum coach because she's an exact opposite personality as I am. So she was asking really good questions and she was being very thoughtful and just really pulling out the information and putting it on paper in a way that was going to help the members of my group coaching program be able to complete the task. And because that was always important to me and like number one thing that was a priority, I knew that investing in my course that way was a way for me to invest in my group coaching members before they ever bought from me because I wanted to ensure that I was giving them a process that they were going to complete. So it's very important to me. So twofold, it was, I was worried about doing it because I wasn't sure if everybody was going to be able to complete the quiz. But after the program was over, I felt I walked away knowing that I did the best I possibly could. And for those that are still working on their quiz, a lot of factors came into play. There was a a few members that got COVID during the holidays. Then there was the holidays on top of that. And um, just seemed to be a lot going on. And um, unfortunately with COVID, you know, there was a few members that had family members pass away, not necessarily from COVID. I just know that there was a couple of people who had family members pass away around the holidays as well. And uh, so I look at those individuals and I've been meeting with them separately because of their situation, but I am still ensuring that, you know, if you give me money and you're investing in a quiz, I will do my darndest to make sure that you have it done and you have something to show for. Yeah. And I think that's where like a lot of one-on-one service providers, I think that is probably the biggest hesitation going into like a group coaching scenario because as a service provider, you're doing the work when you're doing the one-on-one. When you go into a group coaching program, you're relying on people coming into your program to do the work themselves. And that's a big shift for a service provider. I know for myself being a service provider, it's because I can get it done and I can work out how to do it if I hit a roadblock or, you know, hit a lump or kind of come up against something that I'm unsure about. It's like, let me work that out in order to continue to get the result for my client. So moving into a group coaching program from being a service provider can be a really big step. So I appreciate you sharing your experience of you know how you made that transition into into their group coaching space i wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favor if you are loving this podcast and this episode i would be grateful if you could share it with a friend or even better yet jump over onto instagram and share it on your stories don't forget to tag me i'm sandrajulian.co That really is the best way for others to find out about this podcast, and I thank you in advance. Alrighty, back to the episode. What does business look like now for you? Are you continuing to doing one-on-one, or are you going to lean into the group coaching experience a bit more? 
Yeah. So this is a great question, Sandra. And I don't know if I've told you any of my plans for this year, but I am a I personality. If you are following the DISC assessment, I'm an influencer. I'm very fast paced. I am very people oriented. I'm a Gemini. um, But if you know me, I just, I don't love commitments. I really enjoy the flexibility to have fun, the freedom to live my life and to, you know, Gemini is, I I believe it's an air sign. So I just like to kind of float around and do whatever I want. So the reason why I'm telling you this is because when it comes to pivoting and people have to pivot, you know, with their business, I had to pivot when my uh, business partner decided not to, you know, continue doing business with me. I had to pivot. With the pandemic, women had to pivot. We're going to have to pivot continually. And, you know, I want to be a role model for twofold, where it's if you have to pivot, that's okay. That's going to happen. Don't be scared. Just, you know, go with it. And since I've had to deal with that with my business, uh, I I just see other women having to deal with that as well. But the other thing is, is I don't want to have to be held accountable to do one thing. I want to be able to go, you know, if I want another challenge, I want to be able to do something different or have a different offering. So what I've decided to do based on the feedback from the quiz lab members is I want to get certified in DISC and I signed up to do so. So I'm not sure when this will air, but I might actually be DISC certified at that time. And what that's going to allow me to, to do is again, lean back into my strengths which is being a personality expert and bringing that into the online business industry. And what I mean by that is I would love to provide workshops on how to sell to different personalities. Maybe uh, if you can identify a personality that you don't technically work well with, also giving yourself permission not to work with those people. You know what I mean? And being okay with that. But I also love the idea that this opens the door to working with corporate and not necessarily staying at home, you know, in case I want to get back into the corporate world. But I absolutely love personality quizzes. I think it was a stepping stone into my business. However, I want to give myself the flexibility to see what else comes from it. And so that also includes the DISC assessment and how I can help entrepreneurs maybe launch their courses and offerings based on their personality, uh, still do personality quizzes, or even get into the sales aspect and understanding how to communicate to different people so you can share your offering in a way that feels good to you and the client. That's so good, just leaning into your strengths in order to see where your business will develop and evolve. And I think that's important work for us all to realize too is identifying the personality that we want to do business with. What's our own personality? What are our own strengths? And who do we work best with? Because once we can identify that, then we really get clear about who we're marketing to, right? Oh, yeah. That's the nail on the head, Sandra. And that's what I love the most. And what I've identified in my own business is the people who are usually hiring me for done for you quizzes are the dominant, fast paced, task oriented individuals. I believe you're a D as well. I'm a high D. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, love, love working with the Ds. The reason why is because I'm confident in my work. I know I can, like I said, you know, nail it, hit it out of the park. And what I love that the D's do is they trust me. They invest in me. We meet on a call. They're too busy. They're too busy running and working their business and generating ways to make sales. 
that they kind of leave me alone to do my thing. And then I do my thing and I prepare it and I send it over. And usually like 9.9 times out of 10, they absolutely love the work that I've done for them. Uh, However, I have noticed when I'm working with other personalities, sometimes there's a little bit more, um, it's not so easy, right? Specifically with the researchers and the analyzers and more of the C-type personalities. I absolutely adore those personalities as well. But what I realize that comes up is there's more questions. There's more hesitation. They like to question a lot. And at the beginning, you know, before I really started to lean back onto DISC and understanding personalities, I always have to remind myself if someone's asking me too many questions to where I'm like, maybe they're not interested in this service, right? That's actually not true for the C-type personalities. They're asking questions because they are interested. So occasionally I have to be like, okay, this is who I'm talking to on a discovery call. And instead of being like questioning, you know, how are they questioning me? No, I actually kind of say, oh, I kind of know that they're an analyzer. They're asking questions because they're actually interested. But oftentimes those individuals don't usually hire me for a done for you quiz work. But I can I can tell who they are on discovery calls when they show up. Those are individuals I think that would work well in my quiz lab because they like they could get the hands-on experience. They can they like to understand the ins and outs and the systems. And so they might be actually a better fit for my quiz lab, anyways. So oftentimes when I have discovery calls, and this happened in the quiz lab actually, when I was taking one-on-one calls to see if people were a good fit to fill the course. I actually identified four people who were D personalities. And instead of having them go through the course, because I could tell they were just running too fast and they didn't have time to sit down to do the course, I actually offered them to do done for you quizzes. And I booked out through April um, in October because I identified their personality and said, you know what, there's this other option you might be interested in. And when I gave that to them, they preferred to have that option versus being in the quiz lab, which was really interesting too. Super fascinating that you're able to identify that on the call and then make an offer to them based on their personality. A hundred percent. And I, but again, I always do that. I really, really firmly believe that you need to coach people with their strengths. And, you know, with the dominant type business owners, I knew that if I encouraged them to go into the quiz lab, that that would have been uncomfortable for them. It would have been too slow of a process for certain individuals. And so just in the call alone, I knew they wanted to hire me. I knew they didn't want to do the course. And so I gave that other option as a, you know, here's an option where I can just do it for you, except it's going to, you're going to have to wait since I'm focusing on the quiz lab, which one would you do? I actually had four people choose to wait and have it done for them instead of going through the actual quiz lab because they didn't want to sit there and do it. And I don't blame them because it's not necessarily something that they would have enjoyed and they might not have done the work either. And that's good for them to identify that actually that's just not how I want to work. That's not my strengths. That's not work that I want to do, but I want the result. I want the outcome of actually having a quiz in my business, but the journey of actually doing the work myself is going to be so heavy and so not in my wheelhouse. I would rather have someone else do it. So good thing to identify. Do you think that we attract our own personality type? Like you're an I, but you attract the D 
type personalities. Do you think we attract personalities similar to our own, or does it always attract people who are different to us? What are you seeing? Well, I don't actually know the real statistics of who's a D, who's an I, who is an S, and who's a C. I do think there's a, from some stats that I've seen, there is a lot more individuals who fall into the slower paced, more thoughtful approach type personalities, whether you're task oriented or people oriented. So a lot of the, a lot of individuals end up being the steady personality and the conscientious personalities. And so I think from what I understand, there's less people out there that are the dominant influencers. But again, I don't know the official stats. I saw something um, somebody sent me that was that was a stat, but you just, you know, sometimes like I didn't have the full picture of what they were talking about. It was just a stat divided all four of those. But what did it was it in terms of sales? Was it in terms of leadership? I don't know. Right. But what I'm trying to say is, first of all, all of us have every personality in us. So even though I am an influencer, I still, I mean, look at me in my business. I do quizzes. I set my, I have my business set up on a foundation. I use systems. I use funnels. Does that mean that I, you know, obviously that means I've got some C type personality in me, right? So all of us have all four personality strengths in us. You just kind of fall into one quadrant over the other. So oftentimes, you know, and I am an I, but I tend to have a lot of friends that are S type personalities, very loyal, very people-oriented, very um, nurturing. I've noticed that a lot of my friends are either S's or D's. But yeah, I mean, I don't think you attract, I think you, you know, you hit it off with certain people or you don't, right? And it doesn't necessarily come down to your personality, what it is. And all of us have similarities. It's just, you know, when it comes to certain things, you know, you might not gel so well with people who are opposites are you, but then some people do, right? Like look at marriages. Some people like marry the exact opposite, right? (laughs) Anyways, I think when it comes down to doing business, it also, you also have to take in consideration the awareness factor. Like have they been wanting to work with you? Have they been wanting to do a quiz for a while? That might not matter on their decision process, even if, you know what I mean? Because they might've been thinking about it for so long that they're just ready to pull the trigger. So I want to just kind of go back to something you said earlier in that you've had clients have really successful launches with their quiz. Is that really the only time that you would put a quiz into your business is you want to launch a product into the world? And so the first thing to do with a bit of a runway is to put a quiz out into the world to get people onto your email list and to warm them up with something a little bit fun and share information with them in order that you can launch like what other ways can businesses use a quiz in their business if they if they don't launch like if they just have an open service so they're just enrolling one-on-one clients continuously into their service would they use a quiz or not yeah that's a good question I prefer when people have some type of intention behind a quiz whether that's a VIP day, whether it's some other way to sell your products, that's fine. But I would love for the entrepreneur to have something that's validating, that's that's working for them. And most oftentimes I do see group coaching programs or do-it-yourself courses attached to a quiz. 
So the typical quiz funnel I work on is we create the quiz. We have a welcome series to nurture the new leads. Then there's some pre-launch seeding emails that go into, you know, your course. Then there's a webinar or maybe a three-day challenge, some type of an event to really kick off the doors are opening for your course. And then it's the course. That is where I've seen the most success utilized from a quiz. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't use that same strategy, you know, quiz, welcome series to your course, but eventually you're going to have to nurture your leads that maybe you got from the quiz, right? And then you start talking about your VIP days and you offer that, right? Or you have webinars and workshops and different things. The quiz is really just a piece of the pie. It's a way to generate leads in your business so you can grow your email list because you need to grow your email list in order to sell anything, right? Yeah, so we're growing our email list and it could be I've got a one-on-one service. So if I'm a graphic designer or if I'm a interior designer or a, a web developer or, you know, if these are services that are offering the one-on-one. So maybe a social media manager maybe a VA or an OBM, we're all offering that one-on-one service. So having a quiz as a attraction, as a list-building tool, that then they can nurture and then put out the offer of the, here are my one-on-one services. You know, I currently have spaces for my fully designed package or I'm currently taking interior design clients for, you know, March this year or so a quiz can be used in that sense too just to bring people in so they get to know you and then offer out your one-on-one services right yeah I mean I've seen people basically whatever you want to do as a business owner whatever feels right to you so I've seen business owners do workshops I've seen them do webinars I've seen them offer discovery calls you know eventually you're you're trying to take them down the funnel right so the quiz is a it's a legion tool it's a way to attract people to your services that is its primary role whatever you want to do after that is up to you as a business owner but in my personal experience i've seen people have really good success when they're very intentional and they have a game plan behind it so for example for my quiz that i launched in the fall i had a quiz i had a welcome series And then I spent three weeks really kind of seeding and nurturing. And what I was doing was sharing case studies of how I've helped entrepreneurs, you know, with quizzes. I was showing testimonials. I was really trying to get people interested. And then I kicked off a three-day challenge where I helped people come up with a way to nail their own quiz idea. So the objective was to, you know, let's come up with your quiz idea. That's the number one thing people ask me is what kind of quiz should I do for my business? So the three-day challenge was designed around that. So at least I was able to help them come up with their idea. And then at that point, that's when the cart opened to my quiz lab and they had an opportunity to actually create a quiz with me. Perfect. So you got to convert somehow, right? Whether it's a VIP day, whether you want to get them on a one-on-one call, whatever works for you and your offerings. Um, But Mm -hmm. if you, I've seen a lot of success with courses, group coaching programs, things like that. And then once you actually convert to your group coaching, then you can take it a step further, keep nurturing, and then maybe offer VIP days. But it just depends on what you are offering and how you want to use your quiz. 
So just be intentional with where you want them to end up at the bottom of the funnel. Yeah, quiz is going to bring them in at the top of the funnel. You're going to have fall off along the way, but essentially, what are you leading them towards? Yeah, what do you want your people to do? What do you want yeah. them to buy from you? Like, whatever you decide, reverse engineer it, and that's where you start with the quiz, and then you lead them down that path. Yeah, perfect. Linda, so lovely to talk to you today. I know you've got to run away, go get your son from school, so I don't want to hold on to you too much longer, although... I've probably still got a, a million and one questions that we could talk about. But if people want to know a bit more about creating a quiz for their business, is a quiz right for their business? How do I start with a quiz? Where would you send them? Where can they reach out to you? So the best places to find me is you can go to my website, which is uh, www.lindasadu.com. I know you'll link it. And on my website is a nail your quiz idea. I love to send people to that because the number one question people have is what should I do for my business? So that PDF download will really address that and it should help you come up with an idea. And that's what I want to help people get resolved because once you have an idea, then you can move forward. But I also have a Facebook group called the Quiz Creators. I love to show up on my Facebook group. I always oftentimes have different entrepreneurs in there to discuss publicity or copywriting or different things. And um, I already have plans for having some really phenomenal people come in this year. So the Quiz Creators is a Facebook group. That's another place where you can find me. And that's it. I think those are my two spots. And your Facebook group is amazing for, you know, a free group that come in that's really engaged and you get to have really good conversations with others, not just about quizzes though either. It's, we talk about all kinds of things in that group and it's a lovely, engaged, friendly, welcoming group. You've done such an amazing job of nurturing that group that, yeah, it's one of my favorite to participate in. So I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes as well. But just a big thank you for coming in today and talking about quizzes and looking behind your business, your experience as a service provider, you know, not just doing one-on-one, but making a transition into doing something different. And you're still making transitions into what you might do in 2022, which is exciting, and how you're leveraging your strengths. So I appreciate you being here and sharing all of that with us. Yes, and you've been such an amazing entrepreneur and friend that I've gotten to connect with. And I'm really excited about your quiz. So you've worked really, really hard on it. And I cannot wait for people to take your quiz because, again, it's very purposeful. It's very intentional. And that's exactly what I like to teach um, to my members and for my done for you clients. And thank you so much for having me here. You're welcome. By the time this episode launches or gets released, my quiz will be up and running. So I'm going to put the link to that quiz in the show notes as well. And you can go take that quiz and, you know, I can attribute all of the strategy and the know-how to putting that together all to Linda. So thanks so much. It's, it's a pleasure to be in your world. Uh-huh. Thank you, Sandra. Okay, we'll talk to you again real soon. Before you go today, I want to thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. 
All the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes and you can read a full blog of the episode at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button and get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you'd like to reach out to me and chat about anything on today's episode or any of the previous episodes on the podcast, then I've got a link in the show notes so you can leave me a voice message or a video message. I really do look forward to hearing from you. Alrighty, have a productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.